Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to episode 108 of the Conquering Columbus podcast. This is Mike here, and I recently had the opportunity to speak on the Business of Podcasting panel at Startup Week Columbus. And if there's one thing I noticed, it's that a lot of people out there are interested in starting their own podcast, but aren't sure where to start. So we've decided to put together a podcast startup package with everything we've learned about building and growing a podcast to help you get there. You can pre-register for the Conquering Columbus podcast startup package now by heading over to our website, conqueringcolumbus.com. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And as always, we hope you learn a lot. Before we get to that interview, though, I want to ask you all for a quick favor. If you haven't already, pick up your phone and hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening on. It really helps support our show and it'll make sure you never miss a single episode of Conquering Columbus. We also want to take a moment to thank some of our supporters. And that starts with 301 Original. In today's market, the brands that pull ahead know how to represent themselves well. 301 Original is seeking to understand how your brand can be visually depicted by illuminating your brand values and showcasing what sets you apart. The team over at 301 Original specializes in commercial photography, web design, graphic design, and social media marketing. With a conversational approach, Kyle and his team will uncover your brand's creative needs and deliver excellence in support of your goals. 301 Original, currently published in Forbes, Petapixel, and GQ, has a reputation for outstanding creativity that attracts new business for individuals, startups, and Fortune 500s. Contact Kyle Asperger today at 301original.com to elevate your brand. Conquering Columbus is brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit that helps connect entrepreneurs to investors, mentors, talent, and capital through business pitch events, workshops, and classes offered throughout the state. And for more information, head on over to sundownfirst.org. And our last sponsor is Facilities Management Express, or FMX for short. FMX is actually founded and headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. They're a startup software company. What's really cool about them is a lot of competitors in this space, but they made a name for themselves by designing an easy-to-use and tailored-fit facilities maintenance and management software. They serve industries ranging from churches and schools to property management, manufacturing, and fast casual restaurants. You can learn more or check out a free trial at gofmx.com. Mike here again. Do you want to be a sponsor of Conquering Columbus? We are looking for some new supporters to help keep the show going in 2018. To inquire about how you can help support the podcast, please send an email to mike at conqueringcolumbus.com. All right, Conquerors, let's get the show on the road. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment, and I might get you know my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus. Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to another episode of Conquering Columbus. Today on the show, we have Mr. Jared Friesner, and Jared is the CEO and founder of Cliff Original. 
a hair, beard, and skincare company built around creating products from all natural ingredients. The Cliff Original team believes that being healthy is more than just the food we eat or the miles we run or the sleep we get. It's also what we put on our skin and in our hair and how that's absorbed into our system. And uh, we're really excited to have Jared on the show today. Welcome to Conquering Columbus, Jared. Well, thanks, fellas. It's uh, great to be here and finally get to meet you guys in person. Yeah, I'm excited. You brought us a couple goodie bags. I'm excited to try them out. Josh, maybe not going to use the beard oil, but hey, you know. I'll use it. Maybe a little chia, <laughs> chia pet. You know, you never know. I'll use because if you believe before things happen, then they come to fruition. I'm right. sure I'll have a beard in a week. It'll, it'll grow you a beard. I believe I can it. Believe it. <laughs> but uh, so let's start out. We kind of like to talk a little bit about what like maybe a typical day looks like for you currently. Kind of how you're going about from when you get up in the morning till you know closing out work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of an entrepreneur. Every day is completely different. So you kind of have a, I have a schedule that I try to go by of. You know, these meetings or these appointments but uh never it never happens so you know kind of today was tuesday morning it's you know summertime my wife's a school teacher she teaches reading recovery so she's kind of home for the summer typically i would take the kids to school in the morning um, as she goes off to school a little bit early so today i just took my son to uh football camp down the second and seven in hilliard which is a cool camp uh and then i went for a run uh, about three mile jog Met my wife for a little yoga session, uh, a little time with her, uh, and then worked, you know, for now until, you know, 6 o'clock. So every day is different, but I try to uh, block out time for myself. The most important thing for me, as I learned, is you can't take care of yourself. It's tough to take care of your business and your family. So I always have a block of two, three hours of Jared time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes a lot of sense because... I mean, it was something that I noticed, and I'm sure Josh noticed as well, when you're wrestling or whenever you're doing anything at a high level, is if you're not eating the right things or, you know, something changes about your routine, it really affects your whole day. So, how's the running process going? I checked out the Instagram. I saw uh, you're doing like an accountability thing where you're posting every day. Is that is that still holding strong? Yeah, they. Uh, not, I just called you. I know uh, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the beauty of being accountable. You know, put it out there. And today's day 26. You know, day 30. So, you know, couldn't be myself to you know, 30 days of hitting at least three miles on a trail. And it was me, it was more about me being accountable and, you know, pushing myself to the limits a little bit, uh, physically and mentally. And, uh, you know, it's, there's some days, as you guys know, um, through practices and you just kind of like, what am I doing? This sucks. But every day, every day, every, every day. day. So uh, it's, it's been great. You know, it's, it's been fun. I was able to check out some cool, you know, parks in Columbus and trails that, I never knew existed, so it got me a chance to kind of research a little bit and, you know, see what Columbus has to offer, you know, in the uh, outdoor space with trails and parks, and we're truly blessed to have some really amazing parks within, you know, 30-minute drive from anywhere in Columbus. So kind of where we kick it off normally is just talk a little bit about, before we get too much detail on what you got going on today, um, we'll get pretty granular into that later, but talk about your childhood and your upbringing and kind of set the stage for us up until, you know, when you decided to take the entrepreneurial path and how that all evolved for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I kind of grew up in Lancaster, uh, you know, now south of Columbus. I grew up on a small farm uh, next to my grandparents. And the other side, my grandparents were my aunt and uncle, my cousins. So I grew up on the farm, dirt road, you know, always outside in the creek. We had a hill that we was always would ride four-wheelers on. Uh, we had 4-H animals that we would, you know, raise and take them to the local fair. Uh, myself and my my siblings and my cousins so you know we were always active very family oriented and you know kind of being out in 
another country and he didn't know any better. He just get out and got dirty and uh, loved every minute of it. And then how did things progress from there? Where did you go to college? Uh, so basically grew up and went to Ohio State, uh, graduated in 2002. So may or may have not took an extra class to uh, experience the 2002 championship. Don't tell my parents that, but uh, <laughs> you know it was something where you know I always wanted to go to Ohio State. You know, being an hour from Columbus, but it was a big city. You know, it was intimidating. You know, we had 150 in my high school. Uh, it was something where I grew around livestock and farm animals. No, not necessarily cities and calves. So you know, it, it was scary at the time, um, but kind of once I got here and you know met some great people who are still great friends today. It, uh, and met my wife here at Ohio State too. So, you know, big uh, thankfulness for, you know, Ohio State and, you know, taking a leap of, you know, a small town to a big city. And, you know, we still go to my parents' house quite a bit, the farm down there and take my kids because it's nice to get away from the city once in a while. Any yeah. siblings or anything growing up? Uh, yeah, so I'm the oldest of four. So I have a younger brother who is a pharmacist. Uh, my younger, other younger brother is a youth pastor. And then my younger sister, She's actually an FFA uh, VOAG teacher at a high school we went to. So she kind of took over uh, my grandpa's farm with her husband. So she's kind of uh, taking care of all the cattle and uh, the farmland that we grew up on. Yeah, and I was going to say, so you studied business at, at Ohio State, right? Correct. And you, didn't, yeah. you weren't planning ever on taking over the farm or going back to the farm life? No, I knew I always wanted to be a part of it uh, in some way. We, you know, being an hour away, we go there quite often and my kids absolutely love it. But uh, no, I mean, growing up, you know, I played sports, you know, all through grade school and high school. And, you know, I was always active, always had a job, you know, kind of, you know, started some small little side businesses with lawn care. You know, it's always uh, a common theme sometimes with entrepreneurs is, you know, lo local, uh, mowing business so I just kind of hit up local um, mobile homes parks because I was like well you know they're all together you know they're five bucks a pop get them done in about 10 minutes and you know that's kind of where uh, one of my jobs during going to school and playing sports is um, I was able to hire a couple of my buddies and we'd go down the neighborhood and, and mow grass so you know the farm has always been there and you know bailing hay and you know hauling manure with my grandpa you know we were always you know hard at work you know, helping them out, and that's how, you know, I get money growing up. Sure, and, and do you think that those experiences, I mean, living on a farm, obviously, uh, you run into a lot of natural environments and natural processes, and um, do you think that that, you know, exposure to kind of that all-natural lifestyle early on shaped the business that you decided you wanted to create with Cliff Original, or was that something that came along at a further time down the road? I think it was all building blocks um, through my life that kind of got to me to where I'm today. You know, growing up on a farm, you know, we had a garden and we had cattle, so we always, you know, attended the garden. We always had to go there and weed it. You know, I lived off green beans. I think my whole life, I had like I probably ate so many canned green beans uh, growing up. Uh, but that's just kind of what we what we did. Um, and then kind of looking to uh, 4-H and some of the experiences I had. You know, raising a, a steer and taking it to the fair and feeding it and leading around the field. It was a sense of responsibility that, you know, kind of was ingrained with me in early stages of my life. So, you know, kind of those hardworking, you know, you got to get it done. You know, there's no way to, uh, no shortcuts uh, on a farm. You know, it's basically do it right the first time because uh, you're going to pay for it if you take any shortcuts later. So, you know, Grandpa Cliff was, that was his main 
theme when we were when I got to had a chance to hang out with them, you know, growing up. So you stuck around at Ohio State till about 2002, and then how did things progress for you after you graduate? Yeah, it was kind of a. Uh, I graduated. My girlfriend, my wife at the time, went, went to get her master's, so she was still in school, and kind of was in a situation where I was. I didn't know. Uh, I graduated with Fisher College of Business and marketing, but never had any thoughts of starting my own business. Never had any business sector that I wanted to target. So you know, at the time, I just kind of put my resume out there and you know, try to figure out the job and end up selling products to power plants uh, as my first sales job, which was an uh, experience in itself. So, you know, that was my first job outside of college and kind of learn and uh, had a chance to get out and experience dealing with power plants and those type of people and how to sell a product that had zero knowledge of what this thing was. But, you know, you kind of learn and you adapt and, you know, that was... Uh, Something I look back on and just laugh, but it's, again, it was a building block to where I am today and you know, learning myself, but also some sales skills because I was always in kind of some sales or marketing aspect. Uh, How long were you there up. for? I was there for about a couple of years. Okay. And what exactly were you selling? Um, flow meters. Okay. Flow meters. So, so what, it, it what was, is a flow meter? It was pretty exciting, I'll tell you that. Um, no, I still don't know what a flow meter is. <laughs> Sorry. So I, uh, it measures the flow of water or a substance through. That sounds right. You know, it, it worked for where, a couple where, years. Where do things go after flow meters? <laughs> um, you know, it's a time where a couple years doing some flow meter sales. And my Uncle Pat, who uh, you know, grew up in our neighborhood, he uh, wanted to start a distribution business on fundraising. So he was in the industry for years and years. And, you know, hey, you want to helped me start this distribution company in Ohio. It was kind of charitable gaming, uh, bingos, fraternal selling products for fundraising. Sure, you know, it can't be worse than uh, selling flow meters. So we started the company, or he started the company, and I came on board as, you know, his sales rep for the, you know, the state of Ohio, and uh, just kind of hit the ground running, you know, just kind of went out, and we built a sales route, and uh, he ended up, you know, getting uh, purchased from a bigger company two years later. Uh, and so something where I saw him, all the hard work that he put in and where it developed at the end. So I was proud to be a part of that and see it grow and um, being something I was proud of with, you know, help charities with fundraising at the same time. So, you know, going from flow meters to, uh, you know, bingo, I mean, life was exciting. You know, it's <laughs> experiences that you never never knew I would be part of graduating from Ohio State, but I believe I'd still learn from a great deal of starting from zero, zero, zero customers, zero experience in, in that product, and you kind of learn and adapt, and you win some, you lose some, but it was, uh, it was a fun experience, and kind of seeing him uh, prosper after, you know, two years of hustle and bustle, you know, and I was able to be a part of that, witness it. So in that ends, what age are you at that point? It was 2008. Is but 2006 was when kind of worked with him on the uh, the distribution business, and then 2008 he was uh, acquired, and it was basically the, the same day my first son, or my only son, my first child was born. So Jackson was born, and I get a call from my uncle and said, "Hey, congratulations on uh, Jackson. Uh, we got acquired from a bigger company. Uh, you know, take a couple weeks off, but we're we're moving on to a, a different business." So it was like, okay, great. I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about it. I was so excited about my son, Jackson, and, you know, when that time came when I was able to 
kind of gather my thoughts. We started working for another company for a couple of years and didn't have that grind that I kind of was drawn to of building something from nothing, go out and hit the streets. There was no limits. There was no um, stopping you. Uh, so with the bigger company, it was just, you know, I had a ceiling and just didn't have that excitement and that grind. So I was kind of looking and seeing, you know, what, what the possibilities were out there, but um, I wasn't unhappy. It was just more of kind of didn't have that hut and gathering feel that I had in the past with some other startup. And what was that job? So that would be from 2008 till about when? It was about 2008 to 2010, 2013. Um, you know, so I had a, one child, uh, again, expecting another. It seems like everything happened around my kids being born for whatever reason. So <laughs> it was something where my second child, Harper, was, was uh, being born and a family friend that literally grew up across the street from uh, had a printing business in Lancaster. So my dad actually worked for one of the, the grandpas in the past, but they were looking to start a, another division, a label business uh, called Blue Label. And again, it was, the business has been around forever, but the label business was brand new. And they kind of approached me at my brother's wedding and was like, hey, you know, we're looking to start this division. Would you have any interest? And I was that sounds exciting. You know, it was, again, a startup, you know, so kind of jumped on board and worked with them for a few years and helped help develop the brand, the logo, the website, social media, our customers. Uh, and then that was my first uh, taste of entrepreneurship because we were working with a lot of startups, a lot of breweries uh, at the time. This was probably six years ago. It was just an exciting part of working with these, these entrepreneurs developing products. And that's kind of where I got my first itch of, man, I want a piece of that. You know, I want to experience what they did go through and saw their highs and their lows, but it was something that uh, got me thinking um, during my time at Blue Label. Definitely. And so, I mean, you're, you're there at Blue Label and you mentioned you're handling, I mean, it sounds like you're handling a lot of things. What was your role like at, at Blue Label? I mean, you mentioned marketing and social media and outreach. I mean, were you doing everything or? It, I mean, from the beginning, it was, yes, I was um, building the brand, trying to figure out, you know, we had the capabilities that was superior than a lot of competition out there. So they, they had the infrastructure to provide a quality product. So that was uh, exciting for me. But, you know, developing social media, help with the website, go out and get business, you know, and that's something where it was fun and I learned a lot and I kind of use a lot of those um, tactics to, you know, build Cliff today. So, yeah, it was kind of, and then we kind of grew and, you know, hired some more people um, to help take, part of more of the website, the social media. But at the beginning, it was like we just kind of did it all, which was a blast. And it was that grind again of starting something from, you know, nothing to, mm -hmm. you know, kind of see Excel uh, still today. So it's been it's been fun watching them grow, too. And, and from there, what made you want to leave? Did you, is that when you started Cliff Original, is, is you know, taking the leap on your own? Or did you go off somewhere else after that? Uh, so during my time at Blue Label, I was driving a lot around Ohio, kind of meeting, um, you know, face-to-face -face, these small businesses. And I've always been, you know, um, a fan of face-to-face -face interaction, you know, talking to someone, shaking their hand, understanding what they need. So I was on the road a lot, and they were in Lancaster, and I was in Columbus, so I was driving, you know, an hour each way, so two hours a day. So I started to listen to podcasts, you know, starting doing, you know, education, just Nothing in general, but just to learn while I was driving instead of listening to the radio. 
So I, a friend of mine was going to be a holistic health coach, uh, and she's like, oh yeah, I'll take these classes uh, on this basically module from uh, an app. And she was, she was working full time, and with a parent, she was a parent too. So I was like, well, if she can do it, you know, I can do it. So, you know, it's more of about self-education for me on holistic wellness, you know, lifestyle balance. You know, I had two kids, so, you know, things were chaotic. Uh, my wife, you know, was teaching. Uh, so I just started listening to these modules, you know, to driving, you know, from to work, driving to see clients. And, you know, it was a time where they always talked about food, you know, nutrition, you know, what you put in your body. Uh, and then they had like a little exercise where they said, hey, you know, take out your beauty products. And I think I was, may have been two guys out of 2,000 uh, attendees or students. Um, you know, this was back in 2013. So I was, uh, there was only a couple guys in the class. So I was like, beauty, co beauty products, cosmetics. So, you know, product I loved the most was my pomade. You know, I was obsessed with my pomade and <laughs> still am today. So I looked on the back of the ingredients and was just starting to like read them like I would, a, you know, a food label. And I was just kind of like, that was the moment of what is in this product. No idea what it was, how to pronounce it. Didn't know what the benefits. Uh, and it was just like a, a shock that I was putting this in my hair um, every day. And it was something where I was like, okay, cool. I'll just go down to you know, local Whole Foods or uh, the natural food market. I mean, certainly have a natural product on there. And, you know, walk in the store and look, and there's maybe two or three men's grooming products even on the shelf uh, that uh, they even offered. So uh, I was like, man, there has to be somewhere to find a natural pomade you know, out there. Googled it, couldn't find anything. So I just kind of took the initiative to kind of tinker in my kitchen and start throwing stuff together. And, you know, that's kind of the first first day of uh, Cliff Original of making my own pomade just because I couldn't find uh, one out there. And it was so an experience. How does one tinker <laughs> some pomade in their own kitchen? Like, what do you start reaching for? Are you reaching for flour, butter, milk, and you just tossing everything in there? I wish I, yeah, I was like, I wish make a set of brownies and stuff just... in there. You're like, wait a minute. I, I wish I had a camera or a video of myself because, again, I didn't know. And, you know, I just kind of, like, was researching just green, like, the first thing I think I remember I was looking for was, okay, natural ingredients that help your hair and scalp. Let's start there. So I started reaching certain. They're like, oh, shea butter is good for the hair, helps moisturize it. And then beeswax, you know, helps keep it together. So it was literally just a couple things here, a couple things there, and then used myself, obviously, as the, the guinea pig, but then started to use my brothers and some friends uh, to, hey, try this out. You know, what do you think? And it was the timing just, it took a while. It was just, it was more just for myself. I never, still didn't have like a business plan or a business idea or, it wasn't even named Cliff Original at the time. It was just more of, huh? I got, I know, I had a feeling that I had something because I can't be the only one that's looking for a natural pomade. And you know, five years later, uh, guys still don't know there's natural products out there for them. And it kind of started from there, and uh, eventually, you know, my first product was the the pomade. Hey there, conquerors. We're gonna take a quick break here to thank a couple of our sponsors, and that starts with Auto Slash. Now, I've told you before how AutoSlash can help save you money on your next car rental by scanning the internet for coupons and discounts, but today, I want to talk about a real example. So this is a story from their Facebook page. It's a Facebook review from a guy named Phil, and there are seriously thousands of reviews like this there, so go check them out. But Phil says, 
I've used AutoSlash several times, and the first time I was skeptical, but they immediately found me a deal on an SUV rental that was 40% lower than anything I could find anywhere else, including directly at the auto rental agency and any of the so-called cheapo sites. But then, to top it off, within a week, they found me an even better deal. Overall, I ended up paying less than 50% of what I thought I'd have to pay when I first started shopping, and since then, I've used AutoSlash each time I've rented a car, and each time they've come through with a stellar deal. So take it from us and Phil, you can't find a better deal on a car rental than with AutoSlash. So head on over to AutoSlash.com the next time you need to rent a car. We also want to thank 301 Original. In today's market, the brands that pull ahead know how to represent themselves well. 301 Original is seeking to understand how your brand can be visually depicted by illuminating your brand values and showcasing what sets you apart. The team over at 301 Original specializes in commercial photography, web design, graphic design, and social media marketing. With a conversational approach, Kyle and his team will uncover your brand's creative needs and deliver excellence in support of your goals. 301 Original, currently published in Forbes, Petapixel, and GQ, has a reputation for outstanding creativity that attracts new business for individuals, startups, and Fortune 500s. Contact Kyle Asperger today at 301original.com to elevate your brand. All right, Conquerors. Let's get back into this episode. And I was going to say, how did you? I mean, how did you go about testing that market? So you mentioned that there are guys out there currently that still don't know that, hey, it's you know, there's natural products out there for their hair, or for their face, or for whatever it is. And I don't know if you know I would have known either had we not run into you or researched your brand or anything like that. But um, your brand's out there, right? So is it more pushing your brand towards people and getting your brand in front of people and making them realize that, or is it? A question of you know asking people questions about what they're using or kind of how do you get the name out there and what do you think the di- most difficult part is of of finding the right customers? Uh, you know it's you know education. You know I think with anything if you don't know what you don't know. So you know we try to provide different educational products. Um, whether we work with the barber shops, you know men's boutiques. Uh, you know it's just education of you know swapping out this product for this product. I mean we treat our product like a food. I um, truly believe it, it is a food that you're putting on your skin and your hair because, you know, it absorbs into your skin. So, you know, we treat it like a food. And then, you know, looking at education with guys, um, you know, some ways that we kind of learn from is, you know, it starts with usually the girlfriend or wife um, that, you know, is usually smarter than us in a lot of cases and usually head of the game. So, you know, a lot of our customers uh, start with the wife or the girlfriend um, buying it for their uh, significant other, and hey, you have this beard, it smells, you look like you're homeless. I found this beard bomb at Whole Foods. Please try it. And you know that's something where once they start, guys start using it, they're like, oh wow, I I do look better. I don't smell, and it doesn't itch. And uh, it's just those small little steps of, you know, guys like it simple. Just tell me what to do. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, some of our collaborations with other businesses, uh, kind of helps not sell our product, but again, to share that there's something out there uh, that might just not know about. So in terms of market reaction, I mean, you guys are obviously at the tailwind of, you know, the natural movement and people understanding, um, how important it is to be completely transparent on what you're putting in your body, on your body, chemicals, if I can't read it, you know, be fearful of it. So that's, you know, a strong um, force that's moving with you guys. What I'm curious, though, is in terms of gaining awareness for the brand throughout the city, are you just knocking on doors? And then 
also maybe even to preface that you talked about you know the product finally came to fruition how many iterations did it take for that to come to fruition and then once you had that product in your hand you said this is the one i'm going to move forward with did you just start pounding doors and then spread things around or did you start marketing online how did that yeah it kind of started you know pounding on doors you know i again like that face-to-face interaction um hitting the local barber shops um, with a pomade, you know, as one of the first product, and we we're still fine-tuning it um, still today. It's more of, you know, hey, this is an ingredient that we learned about and we tested that's better for your hair and scalp. So we're always kind of fine-tuning our products. Um, but, you know, it's something that we learn from feedback from the barbers or from people of, oh, I don't like that scent or, you know, that is too oily for my hair. And, again, we're not made for everybody, every hair type, um, but we believe it's something where, if you start with something that's an alternative, you'll, you'll know the difference uh, pretty immediately. And it's, and it's something where we constantly want to learn and feedback of, you know, improving our products, new products. And, you know, it's something where, it, again, it just started, you know, banging on doors, you know, hitting the pavement, going around down High Street, you know, Turner's uh, Barbershop was one of my first barbers. And he just got out of barber school and, you know, he started his own little barbershop and I was in there, hey, I man, what do you think? It was that feedback and that collaboration of, oh, yeah, we can definitely use this. Just, again, like craft beer, you know, local distillery of food, it's that collaboration that Columbus brings with, I definitely want to support you, and I'll support you, and that's kind of where it's fun to collaborate with like-minded businesses in Columbus. And as it's evolved, you know, and like how have things progressed since Pomade, and where are you guys at today at this point? You know, I started out in my basement, you know, and making out my kitchen. And we have a now we're having a little office actually three minutes from from you guys up in Grandview, on, on First Avenue. And we don't make anything there, but it's kind of our fulfillment marketing. Uh, we use a commercial kitchen, uh, ECDI, uh, food for it, which uh, we started with from, pretty much from the very beginning of making product there. A lot of the food trucks go there and make it. And again, we try to make our product just like food. So we prep it there, um, make it hand pour, you know, the beard bombs and the pomades, and then we kind of transport it back to our office and sell it from there. So, you know, we're in the process of always trying to improve that uh, scalability of a lot of businesses get to where, you know, we want to scale this and what, how to do it right. And that's kind of where, uh, you know, five years later, we're trying to figure out what's the next step to um, make Cliff bigger and, and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and earlier you mentioned those partnerships that you've had some success with, um, including folks like Birchbox or Men's Journal, but most recently Hotel Lebec here in Columbus. Uh, so what's the process look like for reaching out to these partners? How do you convince them, like, hey, uh, we're worth partnering with? And, you know, I think that if you present us to your clients or your customers or your viewers, you're going to find a lot of success. Like, how do you go about convincing them to make make your team a partner? Um, you no, know, kind of starting with Birchbox. You know, when you know four years ago, um, I was out again, just knocking on doors, just trying to find anything that would listen to uh, what I was having to say. And you know, Birchbox uh, just kind of started their men's line. You know, four years ago, and you know, reached out to him, gave him some samples, and went through the process of. Uh, almost to the final um, stage of taking us on, and then it was like crickets. There was no return calls or anything like that, and uh, you know it was kind of devastating because put a lot of time into it, and kept on following up, nothing. And literally a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago now, 
if I look back, uh, get a random email from Bird's Box saying, hey, I'm the new buyer. Um, the guy that you talked with before left, he's back, and you know he spoke highly of you and he was on your top list. We want to start working with you. And that was literally two and a half years of, of nothing, and I kind of hate to say it, almost gave up on that opportunity. And out of the blue on a Wednesday, I get an email from Bird's Box saying, hey, we want to work with you. So uh, it was exciting that you know the time you put in you never know when it's going to hit. It might be years. It could be months. Uh, but, you know, with Bird's Box, it gives us an opportunity to share our story and our brand to a uh, national level. And obviously we love Columbus, but Bird's Box gives us a, a vehicle to uh, provide samples to guys um, that are kind of our target audience um, in general. So, you know, it's been fun to get some feedback from them, from people, you know, all over the country. And, you know, we're continuing to work with them, you know, throughout this year and have some programs set up for uh, 2019. And you actually brought a couple boxes in today, which uh, conquerors keep your eyes out. We'll be giving those away on social media over the next couple of weeks. But uh, do you guys have your own subscription-based model with these boxes? Uh, no, not yet. Not yeah. yet. No, it's okay. something that's exciting, and we've, we've looked into it. And, uh, again, we've kind of slowly developed, you know, mm -hmm. going bootstrapping it we're on year five you know i think the subscription box is there i think our product line needs to be a little bit broader and that's kind of where you know we started with pomade and then kind of gotten beard care and beard care has been kind of something in the last three four years that really kind of um helped jump start our business with guys taking care of the beards because it's kind of easier to target someone that you know hey you have a beard <laughs> you might need this product and uh it's something with again with the female audience that would buy that product for them but we want to be not a beard care company you know we want to be an all natural healthy grooming option for for guys so we added shampoo and conditioner uh moisturizer and uh shaving products so i think as we develop new products i think the prescription box one way or the other we may or may not use it but it's always been something that's on our mind um to see something that we can do deliver on a, a regular basis to our customers sure yeah i was just curious i think that you know the subscription model um depending you know on the product obviously but yeah like a exactly. lot of the time it's if it's something you use hey i use all this in a month i could do this once a month and then i would never have to go to the store but um definitely interested to see where that goes with that so what does your relationship right now look like with birchbox is it just a pilot testing or are you guys full-blown on that and if so um has it been or, or as transparent as you feel about being, is it pretty lucrative to your current revenue model and revenue stream? I, I would technically say it's a revenue stream for us. Uh, you know, we have a program in place where, you know, it's a quarter base of different products, sampling products that they put in the boxes and then they sell our product on their website, the full size, you know, kind of year round. Uh, and I think the opportunity is not something that we're um, lucrative on. It's more of a way a marketing tool to spreading that brand awareness spread the brand awareness and, and kind of target um those customers that they identified which aligns with kind of where we're aligned with our uh ideal customer so and it gives us an opportunity to again nationally uh spread the word of, of cliff original so it's something that we're learning with different products and sizes obviously production is a little bit different than you know normally when you're filling something that's eight ounces and it's a one ounce bottle uh, but, you know, kind of working with Hotel Lebec and their amenities kind of kind of trained us on production of how to do that. Uh, and we're still learning. Obviously, we're not there yet. We still do a lot of uh, handmade, hand-pouring 
uh, which takes a lot of time, but you know, I believe it's something where we are very proud of our products being made handmade by our employees and myself. So it's exciting to share something to people all over the world now of uh, Cliff Original Products. And how did that Hotel Lovec uh, relationship come to fruition? How did that evolve? Uh, it's basically they were looking for a local partner to make their amenities um, and also other aspects of their, their businesses. They wanted the Hotel Lovec to be a hotel where they embrace the local community. And um, they've been phenomenal to work with um, as a small business. And, you know, working with, you know, a pretty big corporation, they have a lot of uh, protocols and you know things that not necessarily used to but they were able to work with us on uh, production schedule timing and it was something they reached out to us and we kind of met with them and uh, we kind of decided to custom make a scent for for the hotel and it was awesome to see the progress of you know when the hotel was completely gutted and getting a tour and then today as you walk through it's it's amazing and it's great to see um, customers of theirs traveling all over the world come through and we'll get emails or social media of hey we, we saw your products in the hotel room you know I've traveled all the world I've never seen uh, such a beautiful product and it just kind of gets us excited of uh, the opportunity that we can continue to grow and, and share our story and then you know following on that note what does the future look, look like for you guys you mentioned a little bit of what are the goals and uh, what's kind of you know both immediately on the horizon and are you looking five to ten years out or yeah, no, I think it's something where, uh, you know, with the product and Cliff, you know, Columbus, you know, continue to spread and collaborate with other businesses and other community advocates of how we can help nonprofits in, in their area through collaborations or giving. Um, another thing we're looking to do is uh, more experiences with Cliff Original. You know, we've done a lot of pop-ups the last 12, 20 months where we would go to like Express and do a pop-up or Abercrombie and do a pop-up. We just did a barbershop clean up with uh, holy moses at j crew for father's day we would go in there set up a chair do a cleanup i was there to you know talk about the product give out samples and have that interaction with customers uh, a lot of times you know when i first started with the farmer's market and you know moonlight markets and these little markets around columbus you know i was there on my little table you know you know selling my product and was able to interact with customers now today it's a little bit different where you know, being the CEO, I'm on the opposite side of more business management, but having those pop-up experiences where I get to talk to a customer um, excite me so I can learn from them, share our stories, share our products, and say, hey, you know, this is why, you know, we use these ingredients. Um, but that face-to-face -face experience is what I really want to, we really want to kind of have Cliff Rizzo as the next step, the next, you know, year, five years, uh, not just in Columbus, but, you know, hopefully nationally and, you know, someday you know, globally, but, uh, it's one day at a time. It's the best way to do it. One yeah, day at exactly. a time. Um, I wanted to talk though a little bit before we get to our last question of the show. I was curious, you mentioned here in Columbus, do you, have you pushed outside of Columbus at all? I mean, are you getting orders outside of Columbus? Where kind of, is it all mostly centered in the central Ohio area? Uh, we have quite a, I mean, we have a lot of wholesale partners kind of across the country. You know, we have a, a nice presence in Dallas where we work with a uh, barber school down there where um, we go down there and I'll do some training on the product with the students. Uh, we do the same thing here at the Columbus Barber Schools. Uh, again, it's just the education of the, the barbers and stylists that, uh, um, about products they're gonna be using. So we uh, have quite a few of uh, partners in Dallas, Chicago, 
uh, West Coast, um, East Coast with Maryland, D.C., with the Whole Foods. We're kind of on the East Coast of the stores. Uh, so it's kind of scattered throughout the country, you know, obviously with uh, Columbus and Ohio being our, our home state, we're more actively with, with partners. But, you know, we continue to want to grow and, and have those interactions with someone, you know, barbershop in Chicago or, you know, Lucky's Market in Denver. So it's something where we're constantly trying to help educate our partners so they can help share our, our story to, to their customers. And that's kind of how, um, again, face to face, it's time consuming, I know, but it's the most effective way to start a relationship and, and keep it going and, and show interest with uh, helping them succeed. And you are in Whole Foods now as well then? Uh, yeah, so basically back in 2014, my story Cliff, you know, named after my grandpa Cliff growing up, if I could have gotten Whole Foods, it was kind of validation of the business. So my first goal with Cliff Original day one was to get into Whole Foods. And, you know, it took a year to get into Whole Foods, started in 2013, finally got in Whole Foods system in 2014. And that kind of gave me confidence of validation of this product and this need. So, you know, we started in Columbus stores and the higher stores, and then I just kind of went and kind of mid-Atlantic divisions like the East Coast, Pennsylvania, D.C., just literally um, went and knocked on every Whole Foods to uh, get orders. Uh, so we've kind of sold about 20, 25 Whole Foods uh, since we started back in 2014 in their system. So uh, they've been a great partner and kind of learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some other great natural food markets out there that we would love to partner with. I think it's a good place to pivot towards our last question of the show. It's centered around the theme of Concord Columbus, which is live uncomfortably. So without telling you too much about our thoughts on it, what do you think of when you hear the phrase and how might you apply it to your life and career? Um, you know, kind of looking at that, that statement and say it's more of if you live comfortably. My personal opinion is when I live comfortably or I'm somewhere where I'm not being pushed or motivated, it's almost like a stale a stalemate. You're kind of sitting in place you know, jogging in place, you're not going anywhere. So, you know, it's something where if I have that gut feeling of something good or bad, you know, it's probably a good thing where it's, you know, you want to take risks, uh, you want to succeed, but you have to go outside your comfort zone. And it's something where, and it doesn't have to be a huge, you know, risk at first, you know, there's every small uh, risk jumps to something larger and and towards that goal that you may have. But the ideally for me is every day I have to live uncomfortably. I have to stretch my means or I kind of take accountability for myself every day. And, you know, if you're, not, if you're staying still, you're going to dwindle away. So unless you grow every single day, um, you know, you'll succeed. So that's kind of where I try to treat every day like that and, you know, try to push myself and, and Cliff Original and, and my – uh, team to don't worry about getting in trouble, speak your mind. You know, I love feedback, so live uncomfortably and give me ideas or tell me different ways to uh, make Cliff better. Well, Jared, that's a great answer. We really appreciate you joining us here on the show today. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It's been great. And, you know, I had a chance. I'm always on the road, so I've been following you guys for quite some time, so it's an honor and privilege to kind of meet you guys in person and continue the good work and continue to learn from your guys' guests because uh, it's something where you have to continue to educate yourself 
and learn from others, um, good and bad, because I think a lot of times with entrepreneurs, uh, it's lonely, and you kind of uh, think you're the only one in the situation, but a lot, a, lot, a lot of times, you know, someone's always gone through this, and those motivations that your guests have, you know, helps me uh, grow with Cliff and personally, so uh, I really appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot for that feedback. We really appreciate it as well. And Conquerors, thank you all for listening. Of course, we appreciate you tuning in and hope you guys learned a lot. That was Jared Friesner, CEO of Cliff Original. And we'll talk to you guys next week. If you guys enjoyed that episode, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitchers, whatever your favorite podcast app is. And go ahead and click that subscribe button. It'll make sure you never miss another episode of Conquering Columbus. Before we let you go, we want to take one last moment to say thanks to all of our incredible sponsors one more time. And that starts with 301 Original. In today's market, the brands that pull ahead know how to represent themselves well. 301 Original is seeking to understand how your brand can be visually depicted by illuminating your brand values and showcasing what sets you apart. The team over at 301 Original specializes in commercial photography, web design, graphic design, and social media marketing with a conversational approach Kyle and his team will uncover your brand's creative needs and deliver excellence in support of your goals. 301 Original, currently published in Forbes, Petapixel, and GQ, has a reputation for outstanding creativity that attracts new business for individuals, startups, and Fortune 500s. Contact Kyle Asperger today at 301original.com to elevate your brand. Conquering Columbus is brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit that helps connect entrepreneurs to investors, mentors, talent, and capital through business pitch events, workshops, and classes offered throughout the state. And for more information, head on over to sundownfirst.org. And our last sponsor is Facilities Management Express, or FMX for short. FMX is actually founded and headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. They're a startup software company. What's really cool about them is a lot of competitors in this space, but they made a name for themselves by designing easy-to-use and tailored-fit facilities maintenance and management software. They serve industries ranging from churches and schools to property management, manufacturing, and fast casual restaurants. You can learn more or check out a free trial at gofmx.com. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment and I might get you know my head kicked in in the beginning but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus.